Scottish J. Wildfire.com Final Days Report, episode 295. This is going to be a Bible study, and I'm going to do a series, and I'm calling the series The Schofield Corrupt Dispensationalism Zionist Deception. Folks, there are going to be many false prophets in the end of days. And do your research on the Schofield Bible, how it infiltrated the church and the wicked, wicked doctrine. And so this VCAST, we're going to take another view, a new lens, at the abomination of desolation. We're going to prove out that a third temple that many Christians, including myself at one time, were focusing on, if they build a third temple in Jerusalem, my question is, will it be holy? It will not be holy. The temple of God in the New Testament is you if you're a Christian. We're going to really dive deep. I did a VCAST on this early days of this ministry two and a half years ago, but now more and more information is coming out that this whole, hey, there's going to be a third temple in Jerusalem, I think is a deception. It's a deception. Oh, they found a red heifer to bring sacrifices. You need to give yourself as a Christian as a daily sacrifice. So we're going to unlock this whole DNA seed war that we always talk about and really deep dive the abomination of desolation. And again, we're going to look at pharmakia, the rich men of this world, actually fooling you with their sorcery, their pharmakia, Revelation 18. And again, this red heifer nonsense, this perfect red heifer that they've found, that Jews have found to start doing sacrifices. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Sacrifices are done with. And within this series as well, we're going to cover who are the chosen people. Is God done with the Jews? Of course, he's not the mystery of the Jews. We're going to really deep dive Romans 11, word by word, scripture by scripture. Take a look at Luke 21, Zechariah 14, 12, and dive deep into Joel, the whore versus the woman. You need to realize that Jews have been blinded for us to be safe. So we can't be cocky about it, right? We just need to pray for souls. And then obviously this one, this biohack abomination of desolation is not what most preachers are talking about. Because my question is, if they build the third temple, will it be holy? If they start doing sacrifices, since Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, will it be holy? It will not. So the red heifer sacrifices is nonsense, and you as a Christian should realize this. We're also going to cover bless a Christian and you'll be blessed within this series. So stick with it. And if you just watch for the news, the only news story that I'm actually going to cover is the next one. I think the one good thing that is happening with what's going on in gen- in, in genocide, what's going on in Gaza, the genocide, and yes, it is a genocide, with Netanyahu's comment about Amalek, his Bible reference, that's genocide, my friends. Wipe out men, women, and children. But here's the good news. People are getting saved. Let's read from the Western Journal. Miracle. Muslim men in Gaza seek Christ after over 200 dream of Jesus in the same night. So you think about these 200 people that converted to Christ. They probably had a heart for Allah. They were genuinely seeking Allah. God knows their hearts, and he converted them with one dream. And think about how they're going to actually influence their friends and family to save souls. And again, we've warned, expect terror attacks. They've opened up the borders on purpose. I'm predicting false flags 
and also probably real terror attacks against synagogues, against Christian Zionist church. So you need to you need to pray that this playbook to bring in the one world government is stopped. This is all by design, my friends. It's a playbook to destabilize the world. Let's lay the foundation about how you are the temple of God, my friends. The classic verse, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4. And you need to get the context of this. Paul was writing to the church saying, wait a minute, you haven't missed the second coming because these signs need to happen first. And I have a pre-trib friend, good friend, and we debate this. I'm like, why would the word of God warn Christians about the man of perdition, because you are going to see the man of perdition. You're going to see the Antichrist on the scene as a Christian. This is written for Christians. This is a marker. If you're raptured out of here, you wouldn't need this, this signpost, right? It's a warning. But let's read. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, that's the Antichrist, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, that is you, through biohacking, showing himself that he is God. Now, early days, I challenged this whole third temple. I wasn't as aggressive as I'm going to be. Is the third temple not a building, but rather you? So again, we've really been all over this. So we're going to cover the abomination of desolation, a key point, the Antichrist will sit in you, will biohack you, you will be hooked up to this hive mind, and the Antichrist then will launch the mark of the beast, and you can just see this infrastructure being set up with this whole central bank digital currencies fed now, they're trying to take away of all gas-powered equipment for electrical equipment that does not work to enslave you, driverless cars. I mean, if you follow our ministry, we've talked about this beast system for the last two and a half years as Watchman Ministry. And ultimately, there'll be some sort of idol worship, right? You're going to worship this image that speaks. I think that'll be a hologram. And so ultimately, I'm sure they'll build a third temple, and I'm sure they'll start sacrificing a red heifer, but it's nonsense. It's not a holy place, and it's not in the New Testament Bible to start sacrificing a red heifer. I listened to a pastor that I really like. He's a pre-tribber. I think he's anointed. I think he's saved many souls. But he's leading the sheep to the slaughter because he's telling them, you're going to be raptured out of here. And think of all the souls that are going to be lost because they're going to go and take the mark of the beast because they're like, wait a minute, this isn't the mark of the beast because we're going to be raptured out of here. I pray that his eyes are enlightened with the truth. And he's all excited about the red heifer sacrifice. And then he also talked about how Jews start, need to start praying to God. Well, if they don't believe in Jesus Christ, the prayer is going to be bouncing back to them. So he is in massive error. And then I found other pastors with a similar voice, my friends. So the agenda, we're going to cover a seed war, the beast system, temple of God is you, and then lastly, dive into the abomination of desolation. But first of all, if you follow our ministry, we've always talked about the big picture. This is a DNA seed war, Genesis 3, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, talking to Lucifer. This is in the Garden of Eden you know, where they actually ate the forbidden fruit, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is all about Jesus Christ. 
Then Genesis 6, 2 through 4 is the fallen angels finding women fair and mating with them. Then they had the offspring of the Nephilim. And then ultimately, the whole world was corrupt, right? The whole world was corrupt. Next, Daniel 2, it talks about a seed war. The fourth beast system is iron mixed with clay, but the seeds of men will not cleave. What did they just jack you with that will prove again? This graphene oxide with as the days of Noah devil juice. And it's nefarious, my friends. And then Revelation 12 as well talks about a seed war. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon, Lucifer, was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. I mean, the deception now is over the top. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept the commandments of God and had the testimony of Jesus Christ. The good book says the end of days will be as the days of Noah. Well, as the days of Noah, the gene pool is corrupt, including the animals. That's why God brought uncorrupted animals to the ark. It's the same thing that's happening now. I mean, you read the news. They are defiling everything. They're defiling us, but they're defiling animals as well. And what's interesting, when you dive deep into one was taken in Matthew 24, another scripture in the New Testament, and one was left behind, many pre-trib raptures will be like one was taken. They'll say that that was raptured up. That doesn't, what, it's not what that means. One was taken, meaning taken away with the flood. You need to really dive deep and unlock scripture. But the key point here is we are in a seed war. Now, my contention and the reason why I started this news ministry is we believe in Acts 2, that old men will have dreams, young people have visions, and I would have dreams that would come true. And in 2008, I saw a dream. And I apologize for those of you that have heard this story a million times, but I had a dream where the Antichrist was hit, was hit with the spirit destiny. All of a sudden, they put his head, they attached it to this big mega computer. I think it's a quantum computer that speaks to other dimensions. And then he showed up as a hologram and the grid was down. It was a Mad Max, Mad Max situation. And all of a sudden, they launched these triangle free energy devices and people went into a booth, flash of light came out of zombies. And then I had two or three other dreams of this mind controls and technology with as the days of Noah devil juice. And so if you think about it, the ultimate sin is blaspheming the Holy Ghost, where you're going to cut yourself off if you take the mark of the beast and sign up, and you are connected to this hive mind. You need to think about how Noah Harari, the futurist World Economic Forum shill, said, free will is dead. Well, how? Klaus Schwab will be able to measure your thoughts. This technology is here, my friends, and they don't need a chip to do it. They're little microchips in the as the days of Noah devil juice. And if you've taken this... I've done a couple podcasts. I don't think it's the mark of the beast, but I think it's a primer. You're going to have to worship the image. There's going to be another step, but don't defile yourself. And if you've taken it, in my humble opinion, I think you should repent and pray that the wicked technology is out of you. And again, they're defiling everything. I just read another article about how they have vaccines that are sprayable. God only knows what they're dumping in the skies on us, poisoning our food. We're in this nanotech world, my friends, in this nanotech world. But let's get into the beast system because it really gets interesting. Revelation 13, 
And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth the feet of a lion and a dragon, gave him his power and his seat and great authority. I just read an article that talked about how Russia is trying to pass a law where you'll be banned or fined heavily if you promote fake news. So Russia's part of this system. You'll see things crumble, the EU crumble, the UK, the United States. They will fall and bring in this one world government. We're seeing this being primed with the four seal. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And this is the Antichrist. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshiped the dragon, which gave power onto the beast. So they're going to worship Lucifer. You're seeing this Lucifer worship in Hollyweird. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast and who was able to make war with him. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And the power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months basically three and a half years, and he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Let's dive deep into the etymology of tabernacle. The Old Testament Hebrew word tabernacle is mashkan, which refers to a portable tent or sanctuary. It was a central place of worship and dwelling place of God among the Israelites during their journey in the wilderness. So God, you know, was in the Ark of the Covenant, Within this tabernacle in the New Testament, after Jesus Christ was sacrificed, the Holy Ghost went into us. Let's continue reading. The tabernacle served as a symbol of God's presence and a place for offering sacrifice and conducting religious ceremonies. In the New Testament, the Greek word tabernacle is skane. It is used metaphorically to refer to the human body or the physical dwelling place of a person. For example, in John 1.14, Jesus is described as the word who was made flesh and dwelt among us, where dwelt can be translated to tabernacled or pitched his tent. I wouldn't say this is metaphorically. I'd say this is real. And I'm pitching from some sources. But again, this is a little bit old for those of you that have followed me, but let's just tell the story. We get new listeners every day. Revelation 18.23, right? This end of days book. You'll be blessed if you read the book of Revelation. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride, Christ, Christians of the bride, shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth. Think about all the billionaires with pharmaceuticals. For by their sorceries, sorceries means pharmakia, were all nations deceived. And again, this is in my book, this technology that is in you routers, antennas, all of the stuff found in As the Days of Noah Devil Juice is in the scientific literature, nanotech literature. And then again, if you look at the Economist cover for 2024, check out this all-seeing eye and this brain hooked up to this quantum computer. So the quantum computer speaks to other dimensions, will run artificial intelligence, the Antichrist will have a fake resurrection and run the whole show and show up as hologram. And hologram technology is unbelievable where holograms have density now. Continuing on this whole sigil magic. And again, the Economist is owned by the Rothschild, supposedly, that owns, it is reported, the Federal Reserve Banks around the world. 
we just did a podcast on humane, this beast technology where artificial intelligence runs all your searches and check out humane's logo right with the crescent moon baphomet with the crescent moon and the occult knowledge or the occult the occult meaning of humane is over the top so check out that podcast that we did and again you need to think about this with trump's abraham accord here is the trump coin that is just pure transhumanism i mean you can't make this stuff up why is there a syringe on this coin? Oh, once is programmable language. You have 5G. You have Wi-Fi. You have satellites, probably Starlink. You have measuring the heart. We've deep dived this multiple times. And again, if you're new to this, we did. We wrote an ebook on our website. So you want us open that primes the fourth B system. This iron, graphene, oxide, mix, and clay. You, and it even gets more nefarious before the queen. She did a ritual where she actually clicked the button and all of a sudden you see a double helix moving to a triple helix. They're defiling the seed of men and this tree of life lit up with a triple helix. You see the double helix here as the trunk turns into a triple helix. Sigil magic. They have to tell you what they're doing to you. So it's on you. Now, you're the temple of God, my friends, in the New Testament. And you need to look at the New Testament to define the Old Testament. Many of my pastor friends and fellow watchmen really stick to the Old Testament to define the New Testament. That's not the case. Let's read 1 Corinthians. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And if any man defile a temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. 2 Corinthians, in what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now, here's where it gets interesting. What did Jesus say? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was the temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? he spake of the temple of his body. Now, it's fascinating is when you dive deep into the word of God, we are to give ourselves as a daily sacrifice, right? So that fits the abomination of desolation perfectly. Now, for some people that might be naysaying, when you really look at the idea of the third temple, Ezekiel 40 through 48 is talking about bringing back sacrifices. This is... This happened. And I do think Ezekiel 47 is a future prophecy. When you really read and dive deep into that, it's about Christ. So Ezekiel, often pastors will say, this is the third temple. It it really is not because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. You can actually dive deep into that. And then this whole red heifer, I'm like, where did this perfect red heifer come about for this third temple? It's Numbers chapter 19. If pastors are saying this red heifer is a biblical sacrifice, they are completely wrong. The sacrifice to Lucifer is what it is. And then let's dive into Revelation, because I must admit, I was somewhat tricked with this scripture. Let's read. And it was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. 
and the court which is without temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall tread underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. My question for my mid-trib friends, and I was a mid-tribber, I actually did a study on mid-trib, now I'm a post-tribber. But I was thinking, why would you need two witnesses if all of a sudden you're raptured out? Doesn't really make any sense. Now, you think about this, and I'm, I'm actually quoting Matthew Henry here. The temple represents the Christians in general. The altar represents the religious worship in general. The outer court, which is not to be measured, represents the false remnant or nominal Christians who worship God in the wrong manner. And these could be remnant Jews as well that we'll get into part of the Bible study. God's not done with the Jews. He's going to save a remnant, but he's going to put Jews through the fire. When you read Luke 21, only a remnant will be saved. Zechariah 14, God is going to bring all the armies against Israel. You got to ask why. Is it because of this genocide that we're seeing? Could be, my friends. Or nominal Christians who worship God in the wrong manner or with insincere hearts who will be exposed and rejected by God and or come to Christ. So this really has a spiritual element to it. Let's continue just really diving deep a little bit further that you are the temple of God, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Now, therefore, ye no more are strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. The promised people are Christians. We're going to do a study on that. I mean, it's so evident. And when you read Romans 11, Jews are cast out and a remnant will be saved in the end as the times and the fulfillment of the Gentiles come in. I think that's the last great and terrible day of the Lord. So who's in is in and who's out is out. And you can't be cocky about this, the Bible says, because they are blinded for our sake, for Christians' sake. But the fact that this whole bless Israel and you'll be blessed, when you dive deep into bless Abraham's seed and then you dive into the New Testament, if you're a Christian, you are part of the seed of Abraham. So bless a Christian and you'll be blessed. But that's another deep dive study. And are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. This building of a temple, this cornerstone, Christ is often mentioned as a stone and in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. You're the temple of Lord, of God, of Jesus, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. I mean, this is real stuff. So let's go back to the abomination of desolation, 2 Thessalonians, this marker that Christians are to be aware of. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Check. And that will really happen as Christians get persecuted and killed, when you read Matthew 24, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, the Antichrist, who opposeth all and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God in you, showing himself that he is God. This, my friends, is the abomination of desolation. But let's go deeper in the abomination of desolation. Let's look at scripture, Matthew 24, verse 15. 
and well, where ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place that is you, whoso readeth, let him understand. Mark 13, verse 14, but when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understanding, then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. Many people have said, well, this is speaking to the Jews, the Olivet Discourse, Mark 13, Luke 21, Matthew 24, and I'm going to do a study on that where I don't think that's the case because there are Christians in Judea and the remnant Jews that come to Christ in the end of days will probably start reading their Bible and they will flee as well. It's going to Daniel, and the arms shall stand on his part and shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice. You need to give yourself as a Christian a daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that make it Make it desolate. Now, some scholars think this has already happened, but I think it's a good primer for the end of days. Let's read Daniel 9, 27. And he shall convert, confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation offering to cease. And for the overspreading, this idol worship of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation, this finish. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So within this abomination of desolation, there'll be some kind of idol worship, worshiping this image. And again, it'll cause desolation. You're the temple, this, you know, this, this unclean spiritual desolation where many so-called Christians, I think, will defile themselves so they no longer can hear the Holy Ghost by the sorcery, by the pharmakia, and they'll have to worship some sort of image. And then Christ will no longer hear them because they've ultimately cut off the Holy Ghost, because they're hooked up to this 5G 60, which is the fake Holy Ghost tied up to this artificial intelligence quantum computer. And again, this is standing in the holy place where it ought not be. And as Christians, we need to act as follows. This is a little bit of a sidebar, probably a misplaced slide. With this whole Gaza situation, and again, the New Testament defies the Old Testament. Matthew 5, verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And even when you go back to Exodus, when you think Jews are the promised people, Jews are the promised people when they come to Christ. That's when they get the benefit of the seed of Abraham, the promise. We get the promise, my friends. And we'll prove that in a Bible study. Exodus 22, verse 21, Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. When you really look into Gaza, I mean, it is a flat-out concentration camp. Calories are monitored. I mean, good night, my friends. Exodus 23, 9. As thou shalt not oppress a stranger, for ye know the heart of a stranger, seeing ye were strangers in the land. Now, the Schofield Reference Bible does not directly mention a third temple, but it does assume that one, one will exist in the last days before the return of Christ. So let's summarize. Let's summarize. The third temple is not in the Bible, and it's not biblical. Jesus was the final sacrifice. So sacrificing a red heifer is not biblical. If Jesus is not there, if Jesus is not in it, it's not holy because you're the temple of God. And folks, this is a DNA seed war. And again, as a Christian, you can look up scripture. You need to give yourself as a daily sacrifice. 
So all of a sudden, if the daily sacrifice was cut off because somebody that was a Christian all of a sudden signed up for this Mark of the Beast transhumanism biohack agenda, they will be cut off. And never forget, it's a DNA seed war. Everything is a counterfeit, my friends. So within this study, who are the chosen people? We're going to review scripture on what it takes to be a chosen people. Who gets the promise? And again, I think one of the most butchered scriptures is bless Israel and you'll be blessed. Bless bless Abraham and you'll be blessed. It doesn't mean bless the country of Israel. It means bless a Christian. We'll prove this out. We're going to really dive deep into the new covenant. The new testament. Covenant means testament. And next, as I mentioned earlier, is God done with the Jews? He really is not. And it's the mystery, the mystery of the Jews. They're blinded for the Gentiles to come in. And we'll dive deep into all of Israel will be saved. When does that happen? Really, it's only a remnant that will be saved. And God's wrath is going to pour out on the Jewish people. He's going to bring them through the fire to bring them through Christ. Luke 21, Joel, we're going to cover Zechariah 14 and 12, etc. And then who is the whore versus the woman? And again, don't be arrogant. Pray for souls. Pray for souls, my friends. And I go back to the 200 Muslims that were saved. And I go back to the dream that I had of the lost tribes where I saw Muslims and people in Africa falling out of a plane, diving and being washed in water, and then walking through Saudi Arabia to the promised land. And they were Christians. God gave them a dream to start walking to the promised land. And I saw two lines, my friends. Now, we just talked about the biohack abomination of desolation. And then the last part of the series is the Schofield deception, this pre-trib rapture. I I worry, because there are a lot of great men and women of God that are preaching this, that all their good works in terms of saving souls, I think they're going to lose some souls. Because people are like, I don't have to worry about taking the mark of the beast because I'll be raptured out of here. Jesus doesn't come like a yo-yo to take you out and there's nothing secret about a rapture. Again, New Testament defines the Old Testament. We're going to do cold passages. When Jesus ascended up, some of the apostles said, Jesus, when were you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? We're going to dive deep into that scripture, my friends. And again, if you read your Bible... This is something that uh, helped me unlock the whole Bible. Is the entire Old Testament is written about Jesus Christ. Once you understand that, every page that you read in the Old Testament is about Jesus. Once you put that filter on your study time, it's a game changer, my friends. We'll talk about many prophecies that have already been fulfilled that just makes the Bible come alive even more. And again, I'm going to cover about I'm going to cover the Olivet Discourse on how that is written to the elect, to Christians. There's some challenging scriptures there, but I'm going to prove it out. Because my pre-trip rapture friends will say, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13 is written to Jews and Jews only. And that's just not the case. This is written to the elect. It's written to the elect. So hopefully you'll join me for this series. Make sure you share this video. What a great time to be alive. Uh, Bookmark our site, sjwellfire.com. Sign up for a newsletter and have a blessed, blessed week. Mm -hmm.